Hello, my friends. On this episode of The Gun Show, I have the great pleasure to speak with Dan of Dan's Custom Machining here in Williamsburg, Ohio. Uh, a man of many talents, comes from a really wonderful background of machining, launched his own machine shop, and has grown to a pretty successful stage of his life. So I want to share his inspiration, which has inspired me for many years now that we've been friends. I want to share that inspiration with you. Dan, thank you so much, and I welcome you to the program. Thanks, Tony. I appreciate you having me. So, as we start off, let's talk a little bit about, you know, how you grew up, uh, maybe wanting to be an engineer or fell into it as an accidental misfit, or, you know, what inspired you to want to get into engineering and manufacturing to start with? Uh, my big desire to get into the whole engineering line was originally what I wanted to do, uh, as a kid, I was always fascinated with motors and building stuff, and uh, I was the kid that parents would come home and the lawnmower would be tore apart and the engine would be out of it or something like that. Like, I was always into, if it had a motor and it could go fast, I wanted to figure out how it worked and how to make it better. <laughs> and you did a bit of drag racing as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I did some drag racing back, uh, I started building a drag car when I was in high school. Any stories to tell about that? Any bad accidents or exceptional victories? Or No, no. I, I, I did catch fire at the end of a track one time. The whole car went up in flames. Well, that's a story. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was pretty entertaining. It, it didn't do any catastrophic damages. I was back out and running the next weekend, but uh, it, was, it was pretty entertaining to see a big engulf of flame come up underneath your hood and have to just stand back and watch your car. <laughs> I can only imagine. I've never, I guess, fortunately had to be in that kind of a situation. But what went through your mind while you were on fire? Uh, biggest thing was I just didn't want it all to burn down because I had so much money in it. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing to think about. Well, it obviously didn't destroy your beard because that thing is absolutely amazing. And I know we're on a podcast right now, but you and I have lots of videos out there. So uh, me personally, I'm a little jealous. Hey, it's something you got to work for. <laughs> <laughs> and as your career grew, you've worked for at least one that I know of, really exceptional manufacturing plant where you learned a lot of the, or gained a lot of the experience that you, you maybe pushed you in the direction of, of having the confidence to start your own machine shop. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've worked, I've been fortunate enough to work a variety of different places, uh, Probably more classified from an older generation standpoint, I would look like a job hopper from back when I worked at places, but I wasn't job hopping because I couldn't keep a job. I was job hopping because I wanted as much knowledge as I could in this trade. So if one place wasn't giving me the opportunity and the challenge I needed, I was going elsewhere to find it. I didn't want to wait around on someone else to fit their time schedule. I wanted to make things happen and be the best I could in the trade. Uh, one thing I do know about you is that you are a seeker of knowledge and, and it, is, it apparently has worked for you because the knowledge that you've gained and what I've seen you, you know, over the years accomplish, it's, you know, it is impressive. It is, I've said the word inspiring several times, but I think it's important to reiterate you know, the amount of inspiration that you offer others uh, due to your growth, uh, growth and expertise in the industry. Yeah. It it was 
really good career to get into the whole machining line of it. I mean, it's it's fortunately took me to, I think I've been and worked in seven different countries. I've worked as a machinist in machining turbine engines when I traveled all over the world. I think you and I had a story uh, you shared with me one time when your dad was here and I got to meet him as well at your, at your facility. And uh, you, I think you shared a story about Australia. Yeah, uh, it was actually a trip that I got a phone call. Uh, I was working on actually putting together some of the stuff in the shop, finishing the inside of it. And my work asked, would you mind going to Australia for a week? And I, I mean, I was... 21 years old, I was like, hell yeah, let's let's go to Australia. <laughs> and I was like, ah, it's only a week, I'll be right back. Well, one week turned into three months away from home. No kidding. So, li- literally, I packed for a week, and it turned into a three-month adventure of jumping from working on these turbine engines all across Australia, and going from Australia to I had to do a little time up in Papua New Guinea, which is just north of Australia. And what was that like? That that was an interesting place. It, it's actually, it's very, it was the most eye-opening place that I ever worked in as far as, it's one of the richest countries as far as resources, but the poverty there is, uh, it, it's just devastating to see what goes on. And I mean, it's just a different attitude over there. I mean, you had armed guards in front of hotels and it, it was, it was a different, you go through three security checkpoints to get back into the place where you're going, go through airport security and sleep inside of a barbed wire fence with six locks on your door. Wow. Yeah. I can, I mean, I can honestly say that I've been to situations in countries like that as well. So I can empathize with what you're describing and, and can appreciate that perspective. Only I did it when I was a bit older. I can imagine just how much experience, uh, uh, the absorption of experience that you might have attained in your young 20s by having that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a good experience to have. And I, whether you're working or not, I'd advise anyone out there to get out and explore the world. I mean, it, up until that point, I never went outside of the United States and now I want nothing more than to travel as much as I can outside of the U.S. It's it's awesome to experience how other people live their life and just gives you a perspective that I think a lot of people here in the States lack. Yeah, well said, my friend. I, I can appreciate those words. Um, they really hit home and I agree with you. Traveling outside of the country allows us to to you know, participate in what somebody else might be going through or how the lifestyle is. Maybe allows us to be a bit more compassionate. But what I also notice about you saying, I was in my young 20s, the guy says, hey, you want to go to Australia for a week? I ended up, you know, three months there, went up to Papua New Guinea. To me, that also showcases the courage that you have to go after something, which I think is a great piece of the motivation that kind of gave you the courage to, to dive into your own machine shop as well. Yeah. Yeah, I've always been motivated in life, especially in my machining career, to just go after it. I, like I said, with working for people, if I found something I wanted or I wanted to get better at CNC programming, I left a company to go to a company that could provide that opportunity. I was never scared to take that leap. To, in my eyes, your your only big limit in life is the fear that you hold yourself back with, not what you can do. It's the fear that you keep yourself from doing. It's good wisdom. And speaking of 
Dan's custom machining and jumping into your own business. Let's talk a little bit about it. Let's talk a little bit about you know, some of what you do here, maybe some of your machines that you've acquired, some of the knowledge that you've gained along the way. Um, you know, a lot of people, we talk about the success story of you sleeping on the floor to get a job done or, you know, stressing because something just wasn't going right. Let's, let's learn a little bit about the, the trials and, and tasks that you had to overcome in order to be, you know, continually successful or continually growing with Dan's custom machining. Yeah, they're, I mean, it's like you said, we all talk about the successes and we tend to not publicize the hardships, but starting a shop, there's been, I remember I've worked, the longest I've stayed up was, I think, 50 some hours straight. I didn't go, I mean, it was to get a job that had to be delivered and I'm one of those that if I commit to a deadline, I'm going to make sure everything in my possible power is going to happen to make sure it's there on time and not let a customer down. So, and I mean, it's, it's even the hardships of when you're starting out, I did it the way of grind until you get something there and then take out the leap and buy the fancy high-end equipment. And I mean, when I first started, I was doing stuff the old school manual way with a row tab and swinging arcs by hand and I had no CNC. It was, let's get this and let's hammer through it. And you still have some of those machines to this day, don't you? I, I do still have the first two machines that I acquired when I started the business. It's It's been and, hard to let them go. And do you still use them on a regular basis? Yeah, I, I still use them. Uh, eventually, they still work good for what they're used for, but I'd love to eventually have them recondition they just hold a special place in my heart that <laughs> the machines that i guess everyone says the house that built them those are the machines that built the shop so i can understand that yep and and your shop continues to grow um what do you see or what do you hope for as you continue to grow what what vision do you have for dan's custom machining moving forward the big vision we have is we really want to expand into five axis machining to get really competitive into highly complex parts. And then we really want to start in the next five years to dive into additive manufacturing as far as the 3D metal printing side of it, not the plastics. Two really, great areas to jump into. So that, that's a big area we want to dive into and tackle head on. And uh, as a part of that, um, have you made any any inquiries to some of these companies? Have you been studying it? I mean, I, I know you're a seeker of knowledge. We've already talked about that. When, and you and I have, you've educated me on robotics. You've educated me on, you know, vices and different machines I didn't know about. So as, as I know you like I think I know you, you've probably already started dabbling in those areas and, and prepared yourself. Yeah, I, I've definitely uh, dabbled with I mean, every chance I get, I talk to the dealer of one of the, the Mark Forge metal printer, Metal X, that I would love to get. Uh, I've talked to applications engineers from Mark Forge to figure out what can be done. Every chance a customer gets, whether they're a current customer or hopefully a potential, I try to dive in on their knowledge of, hey, where, where could additive manufacturing be in play or where could five axis machining be in play, where could we benefit you if we get into it? Well, you showed me uh, earlier, 
And I know we're not, you know, visual right now, else otherwise I'd show this cool thing off that you showed me, but you showed me earlier uh, additive manufacturing or 3D printing of a Gurig cutting tool. Yeah, uh, I mean, that, that just shows you how advanced additive manufacturing is getting. They're, they're 3D printing cutting tool bodies that they're brazing on PCD inserts just so they can get the cooling ports right where they need, right on the cutting edge to just advance it that much farther. And that's kind of what the additive manufacturing does, right? Because some of these ports are likely not able to be machined by machine removal because of the angles or the radiuses or the curves or the spirals or whatever goes into internal components. But these additive machines, they can do these funky weird things, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that's one of the reasons that uh, GE actually, all the fuel nozzles for the leap engine are actually 3D printed out of metal. So, and that's part of it is just to get the geometry effect that's in there. They had to go with the 3D printing route. I certainly look forward to watching you grow and it's, you know, it's a real pleasure to say that I can call you a friend um, for the past few years. I appreciate you inviting me in a couple of years ago. And I know Dan's uh, custom machining is only just four years old. And now you're looking at, you know, 8,000 square feet of potential. You know, you and I have discussed a lot of topics. Um, but I want to ask you a question that I think often gets overlooked uh, because you obviously have the courage that some people you know, look in the mirror when they wake up and maybe don't have right away. So what type of inspiration or, you know, maybe there's a quote that you like or something like that that you could offer to someone who's doing the day-to-day -day job and maybe is considering starting their own, uh, you know, company of their own, their own machine shop? Yeah, there, there's a lot of different inspirations that allow me to wake up in the morning. I mean, a big thing that everyone has the inspiration. I mean, I've always had it that I'm going to make this happen. It's going to work. But when you're getting kicked to the ground, everything's going wrong. Everything's going not the way you want. Stuff doesn't look like it's going to work. Uh, my wife has been a big inspiration to keeping me on track of making sure that I never lose track of the vision that I started out on when I first started this and everything from that scenario. Just like one of those great quotes that I love also that always reminds me is, great things never come from comfort zones. I like that a lot and not at all trying to steal your thunder, but I say that uh, you know, regularly. And the comfort zone is a great place to sit, as they say, but nothing grows there. So, ah, excellent choice for a quote, one that I can definitely be inspired from as well. Yeah, you, people just have to learn to push themselves. If you don't push yourself to do better, you'll never get better. I mean, a professional athlete never settles for where they're at. They're always going to go for the next best thing. Well, if we had professional athletes in manufacturing, you'd be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. That's exciting stuff. Well, Dan, um, I do appreciate your time. I know you're a busy guy. Like you said, you sleep on concrete floors and don't sleep for 40 or 50 hours at a time. So for you to dedicate a few hours to me, it's, it's humbly appreciated and it's quite an honor to, to talk with you and to learn from you. I appreciate it. I always enjoy getting together and chatting. Well, one day we're going to do this outside of the shop, maybe over a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or maybe a glass of beer. 
That sounds good to me. <laughs> well, thank you for being a part of The Gun Show. And The Gun Show is where we like to bring artificial intelligence to life, not necessarily with robots, but by bringing the experiences and the personalities to some of, from some of the leaders in our industry and showcasing them on a platform where they need to be utilized. So thank you for being a part of The Gun Show. Obviously, I don't have muscles and I don't even own any guns. So this is about you and about the significance that you bring to our industry, Dan. So thank you so much. No problem, Tony. I appreciate it.